Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Antoinette Dale Henderson. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, it's, it's really exciting to have you here, Antoinette, and I'm really looking forward to sharing with the audience what it is you do and, and why you do it. So with that, what is it that you're focusing on at the moment? Well, it's an interesting time right now because I'm coming to the end of a huge leadership development program that I've been running for one of my corporate clients, and it's been a whole year in the making, uh, 75 people globally massive program biggest program that I've I've ever been involved in delivering and, and working with an amazing team of facilitators and speakers and coaches and so we've been doing the closeout one-to-one coaching and I've been speaking to all these individuals and listening to them about what they've learned on the program you know what they liked what they didn't like so much and how they've been applying it and what has been for them personally and professionally, I think the biggest period of change during their entire careers. And so it, it's a really interesting time because it's been lovely to hear all of that feedback and lovely to kind of feel like we've got to the end. We've had some amazing uh, reports of what people have done with the content and all of that stuff. And at the same time, it also feels like, all right, so what, what do I do now? You know, what, what are we going to do with the gap? And um, how am I going to, yeah, really continue on working in this kind of area? Um, because most of the time, what I do is I work independently and I, I deliver keynotes and I work as an executive coach and I run programs in corporates and, and, and often it's about me delivering. And so this has been quite a different energy, um, bringing other people in and, and delivering at that scale. And whilst at the same time I was at yeah, I wasn't sure whether I even wanted to do it. I have really enjoyed it. So I'm now at this point of transition where I'm thinking, okay, where now, where next? And uh, yeah, what's back to the purpose? You know, what am I doing this all for? So yeah, it's, it's an interesting time right now, Amy. And before we dive into the purpose, I just wanted to flip back to something you mentioned about what the people on this course that you were or not on this course, on this program that you're delivering, they said there were some things that they liked and some things they didn't like. Mm. And I was just wondering whether that was a resistance and whether from the perspective of what they didn't like and whether that was actually what they needed the most or whether I'm reading into it more than there's there. Yeah, well, I guess it's for them to answer that. But I, I think you're absolutely right. We We often resist the things that we would benefit from the most. And and so what do we do with that? I, I think 
if we've done work on ourselves, we we tend to notice that that's the case and then just continue to head further in that direction. And if we haven't really done the work or, or got the awareness, we tend to run away from it. And I think that an, another thing that people have been saying is that, you know, they've been so massively, tremendously busy with fighting fires that they felt like they haven't been able to justify the time on on working on themselves and and that's the classic thing isn't it when when we're busy and we're dealing with stuff and we're reacting um we deprioritize our own selves and our own development at the time where we probably need it the most at the time where we probably need to pause the most um i certainly do that so yeah it's a good point so this point of transition that you just shared and an interesting time what do you see coming up next? What do you foresee in terms of what is it that you need to do? Where is it you need to pause? I think that it's at the times of transition in my life, I've I've had realizations which which have really helped me grow and develop as a human being and, and have then reflected themselves in their work. Um, I'm thinking back to when my dad died. I remember having the realisation that up until that point, I'd operated so much as like a sort of lone wolf, an independent person, someone who'd never asked for help, was never vulnerable, like a real tough cookie. And after just after he died, the universe started kind of knocking me on the head with like evidence that that just simply wasn't going to work anymore. So I'd crashed the car, completely wrote it off. Um I had accidents, you know, and and I don't think it was just because I was distracted and tired and, you know, living through grief. I think it was, you know, the world telling me, look, Antoinette, you need to stop and slow down. Stop putting this to one side and stop thinking that you can just compartmentalise it and, and face it and deal with it. And in dealing with it, be vulnerable. And so... That happened a few years ago, and I, I feel like now again, there's been some other stuff that have kind of, has kind of bubbled up in in my personal life where the 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 biggest temptation would be to not talk about it and to bottle it away and to um, and to not share. But I've learned that that's that's simply not healthy, and it doesn't actually get me anywhere. So again, it's 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 another time of transition. So I think on a personal level, it, it's about honouring that. And giving the it the time and the attention it deserves, and trusting actually that sometimes with with the challenges and the difficulties and some of the pain out of that, there's real there are real gifts. So giving giving myself the time to do that, giving myself the time now that I've got a little bit more space in the diary to just hang out and enjoy time with family and loved ones, go and play. Um, and and then just be curious about what new things bubble up, but also what things within what I already do I, I can you know nurture more. So it, it's it's a really interesting time. You know my my garden, you know we've got shoots and leaves coming out. We've got beautiful flowers emerging, and I feel like it's the same thing for me energetically at this time. And it, perhaps it matches its spring right now, isn't it? So it, it kind of matches where people are at in terms of the cycle of the year. It's really interesting that you're using these metaphors to describe how you're feeling. 
and you've got the the nature metaphor and I want to ask you about the bubbling what is it that you see bubbling as in what is the container of where what and what is being what is bubbled yeah so when I was thinking about this podcast with you Amy and thinking about you know using it as an opportunity to reflect for myself you know and not prepare I, I thought about well, so what what might bubble up in the conversation? And and one of the things that came to my head was um, a model that I came across quite a long time ago now, but it's always stayed with me, and it's it's Jahari's window, the Jahari's window model. And I don't know whether it's come up in any of the other podcasts, but it just felt quite relevant to, to today, which is that we the way we show up and the way other people see us can be divided into four different segments. So there's the public, it's it's a window, right? So different panes of glass within the window. So there's the public window, which is what I know about myself and what other people know about me too. That that pane is public and everyone knows about it. And then there's the hidden pane of glass there, which is what others know about me, but what I don't know about myself is my blind spots. And then there's the private pane of window, which is what I know about myself, but what what I keep hidden. And and that pain has been, you know, quite, quite big at points in my life. And then the one where the bubbling up is, which is the unknown pain um, in the window, which is, which is things about myself that I don't know yet, or I don't acknowledge yet, and that other people don't know yet either. It's that place of unknowing that only really becomes a reality when we give it the space if we cram our lives and you know I've certainly done this a lot with doing producing creating running 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 you know I certainly was like that through my whole career and as I was building my business there just wasn't enough time you know for things to bubble up and and things to bubble up in relationships as well so I'm I'm I I want to create space for that and and as you're asking about it, I'm like, how and when does that happen? And for me, that happens when, so you asked about what books I might recommend. And I was like, I can't really think, I can think of a few, but actually, what is it that sort of transcends, that really just reaches the parts that other things don't reach? And um, and for me, that's that's art or that's creativity or that's 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 human expression. Um, I went to um, a David Hockney exhibition. There's there's um, an immersive one in London at the moment where you walk into a room and, and you can hear David Hockney's voice, the the artist, and you can see his art all around you, above you, below, all all around, three sixty. And uh, I remember sitting down and kind of watching all of this unfold, this this quite simple, unassuming man talking about his inspiration and what bubbles up for him. And I'm just sitting there and just having tears sort of flying, falling down my face because it's it's that when you witness beauty and when you witness a human purely expressing who they are and you feel that connection that that I just think that's magical. And if, if, if I can bring any of that to how I show up. I think that's amazing. 
And I guess there was some kind of bias that came up because I use this expression bubble up and I, I actually have as a cauldron and you just mag- mentioned magic, right? So <laughs> I have this magic cauldron where things bubble up to the surface, a bit like Harry Potter, well, not Harry Potter's, but Dumbledore's mm-hmm. Pensieve where he takes all these wonderful memories out as well. Mm-hmm. But I have it as, as a, a gift of what comes next and let things arrive. Beauty is a huge part of purpose in the way that we recognize purpose, in the way that we acknowledge it, in the way to express it. And I love that you've brought that to the conversation. And no, nobody's, as far as I can recall, has mentioned Jahari's window, the framework for understanding consciousness and and our unconscious bias, and also the self-awareness. And it it strikes me as you having this wonderful experience in, in in the immersive David Hockney exhibition has allowed you just to recognize where your creativity comes from yeah so what I so the, the person who's coming up for me now is again back to my dad and he was a composer and so his whole life was about making music that was an expression of something a feeling some kind of calling and and I think that you know that I I I did get that I didn't get the music <laughs> but I got that <laughs> so you know I, I just had this real drive with both my books you know it's like I, I want to create something new that is of me I really want my voice to come through I don't want to regurgitate other people's stuff and my brother also you know he's a chef and so he he just puts together these incredible things on a plate and and that again is sort of eclectically sort of bringing things together so there's there's something there but but I think you know so I suppose my dad sort of invited us to to be that way but I think everyone can be that way and it it really saddens me that um we become so homogenized and that we through schooling or through life we just feel like it's not safe to um, just express who we are and we have to conform to other people's expectations. And, and if, you know, I, I just find that so sad and such a waste of time. And it is a waste of time. And, and you're absolutely right that the whole fitting in versus belonging conversation seems relevant here where the difference between the two is where we try and fit in we're not actually being ourselves whereas where we belong we're we're being accepted for who we are as opposed to trying to conform to others you've spoken just there of that not this ex- this ability to you said not safe to express who you are and then you mentioned also earlier about how you can be vulnerable and it, it strikes me that that vulnerability piece is a major part of your work it is yeah it's it's, um it's um it's I guess it is the golden thread that runs through it not only my work but my life as well and so in in my TED talk I, I open it and see here's the thing you know where there's pain there's real gold um and so you know the 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 most difficult times in my life have, have sort of given birth to to some of the best and so my mum so I I, my mum was Swiss French she still is um and I grew up in England but from the age of naught to five 
I only spoke French. My mum, she didn't really speak English very much. I don't know how my parents communicated, but that's another story. <laughs> um, so I arrived at primary school and um, I, I couldn't make myself understood. And I remember being presented with this plate of disgusting looking food and thinking, what is that? You know, it was nothing like the food that my mum fed me. And not being able to express anything at all and being shouted at for not having finished my food and and, and all of that. And um, just that horrendous feeling of, not being understood, not having permission to speak, not not actually having the tools to be able to do so, was a really formative time, which which was the thing, that vulnerability was the thing that really drew me to people who can't express themselves for whatever reason and and really drew me to making it super practical and putting everything that I I sort of stumbled across along the way into a set of tools and techniques and that people can access and learn and develop and just the empathy of what that feels like you know I'm always really drawn to people who um aren't being heard and and I'm so passionate about share of voice it, it really gets me when you've got someone who's dominating in whatever way and I'm so drawn to just bringing that bringing that equality in whatever way is comfortable for everyone who's there. And, and it's because of, of the vulnerability that I felt at the time. And you've mentioned a couple of times now, Antoinette, where there's pain, there's real gold. And earlier you said about the challenges, difficulties and pain are the real gifts. So I, I'm with you. I get I get this. But explain for the listener what it is that you have formed that connection or how you form that connection. Sure. Well, I think a practical example that everyone I imagine can relate to is when we get given a piece of feedback that we have an allergic reaction to. <laughs> right. So I've had a few times in my life, you know, I, 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 I'm a gravitas. I call, I'm a gravitas expert. I have a book called Leading with Gravitas. I spent the last eight years 10 years developing this program you know the book came out years ago on all that stuff and so you know I I I have that and then I have at times during that whole journey been given feedback that has led me to believe that certain individuals might not think that that was the case and and you know that that's a real side swipe or where you get feedback you're like that's not true or that's not justified or how dare they and 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 so it's at that moment, you know, you have a choice. You can either just allow that to crumble you. You can either reject it and just get angry and 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 dismiss. Or even if you don't agree with it, you can take that pain. You know, you wouldn't be having an allergic reaction to it unless that it had a point there. You can take it and you could think, right, what's the gold in this? So with times, there's one particular occasion where. I received feedback around who is this woman, <laughs> you know? How, how does she subscribe to my perception of what gravitas is and quite vocal about it? I was like, okay, right. I'm going to show you, you know, I'm going to show you that there are, there are 
gazillion different versions of gravitas. The one that I'm rocking up with, you might not believe this is, is it, but actually it, it can all be learned and developed and everyone has the right to. And here's my version, take it or leave it. So <laughs> you can use it to light the touch paper to really catapult you to a different place, or you can enable it to just swallow you up and, and make you small. So share with us what your version of Gravitas is. Gravitas is the ability, my definition, to command respect, get taken seriously, get your voice heard, and do that whilst being yourself. And that's different from the dictionary definition. If you look it up in the dictionary, one of the original translations is a statesman-like quality, statesman-like quality. And, and I remember when I looked it up, I was like, well, that's not going to fly, is it? <laughs> How's that going to work? So it, it's a quality that we all need, I believe, particularly during crazy changing times, which we're all going through at the moment, to get through. And you can have charisma, you can have presence, and those are really important qualities as well. But if you want to be led or if you want to lead, then I believe that it's it's gravitas, that we, it, which is what you need. And it's not always the most serious, weighty, um, that version of gravitas. It, it can also bring lightness. It can also bring levity. There are different facets to gravitas depending on the situation that you're in. But ultimately, if you can do that, then you will have gravitas and, and you will get taken seriously. And you spoke about the golden thread and I, I can literally picture you as that five-year-old self saying to yourself, gravitas, gravitas, gravitas. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, isn't it? You, I, can, I can see how maybe that was the moment that then has shaped you unconsciously. Yeah, I don't think that was my... <laughs> my solution but I do remember thinking this is really really bad I am not enjoying this feeling of being disempowered how do I rip off the band-aid and how do I actually start using my voice and and it took many 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 years to figure that out and I'm still figuring it out um but yeah, that, that was the seed. And then and then the seed later on when I was 27, when my manager, Neil, told me, well, Antoinette, you know, if you want to get promoted to account director, then clearly you need to work on your gravitas and, and not actually telling me what it was or how to go about developing it. It's like, right, I need to find out what this thing is. And and then, of course, you know, that, that was the, the pain. And out of it came my entire business. So, yeah, go where the pain is. So I'm wondering, have you had a piece of feedback recently which is going to give you your next pointer? <laughs> oh, good question, Amy. <laughs> uh, I think personally there's there's been some stuff go on in my personal life, which which I'm not going to go into detail on today, but it helped me to realise the danger of secrets and the the waste of not being your authentic self. So um, I, I feel like that there's something there that I want to act on. As far as professionally is concerned, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, this this leadership development program I was telling you about earlier. Of course, being a perfectionist, I would want everyone to give it 10 out of 10 and say it's changed their life, you know, but there, but there will have been some bits of feedback that I, I want to acknowledge um, and act upon. So, yeah, always, always. The perfectionist element. <laughs> I'm going to pick on that one because <laughs> it is just a perception. Your perception of what 10 out of 10 looks like as well. Yeah. So how do you... How do you work with that? Because I, I am working on my own perfectionist issues and, and understanding that it is a completely impossible route to fulfill, to, mm. to, to meet, to achieve. Mm. Well, I think for me, it's about showing, uh, being an example of, of, of not... <clears throat> not being it all the time but also not seeking to be it all the time as well so I've got two teenage daughters and um you know this this ideal of the perfect female that we all see as we're scrolling through our feeds that is we're surrounded by is just so so corrosive so I have taken care with both my girls to not talk about things like weight, um, not fixate too much about does my bum look big in this or, you know, how do I look and, and have um, have my looks dictate my worth. Um, and and I've, I've tried to visibly screw up. I've not tried to screw up, but when I have... I've tried to be open about it. I'm being really, I'm trying really hard on this to, to bring it, you know, to, to not be perfect, to not think, oh, crap, I hesitated for too long just then, and oh, my God, was that the right answer, and yada, 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 all that stuff that goes through my head all the time, trying to ignore all of that, because it is an impossible ideal, like you said, and um, I, I think that for me it, it's it's enable me to really reach for excellence I do not compromise on quality but at the same time it's I've learned through through difficult times that it's 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 impossible to um to just want to reach for that all the time it's just not good for anybody I get it as I've also got two children 20 and 18 and they have seen my imperfections through my life and and the way that I've always believed in showing all sides of who I am. I've never hidden anything. I've certainly never shied away from having an argument with my husband in front of them to protect them. That has never been the case because that doesn't actually protect them. It's not reality. Showing them that it's it's possible to have arguments while still loving someone and showing how to work through that Mm. I feel gives them more of a an example you spoke about leading by example in in, and understanding that being who you are and in in all ways is actually more helpful as a role model than just the one side the perfect side which again is just perception what is the perfect side it's difficult as a parent, though, I find that um, I, I personally, you know, on the one hand, 
I'm grappling with this right now. On the one hand, I, I want to be real. And I think that, you know, if, if they're aware of some of the difficulties that I've faced in my life, it'll be easier for them to open about up about theirs. But I, I, on the other side, I, I, I've had this thing where I haven't wanted to, um, to, to, to share too much for fear of almost setting an example for them to follow, right? So it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? But I, I really like what you're saying about if you're having an argument with someone and show that you can do that in a healthy way, in a respectful way. You know, my conditioning was always to go and do that behind closed doors. But then I remember, you know, looking at closed doors and thinking, what the hell is going on behind there? So I, I don't think that's hard, that's healthy either. So it, it's ultimately it's about how we interpret interpret and make sense of the difficulties that we're navigating, isn't it? Because if it if it's if it's an absolute disaster and everything's broken as a result and 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 you don't move on from that then of course you end up with damaged human beings but if it's difficult and then people find a way through it you know I I I say you know walk knowingly into conflict it's hard but it I think it helps everybody because it's not healthy to repress all of that you know women do that so much we suppress, we repress, we hide, we minimize, we we make ourselves small and and it eats us up on the inside when we do that. So we can't do that anymore. <laughs> I love that walk knowingly into conflict. And it is this myth that life is supposed to be easy. I don't know who said it, who thought it, or why we even believe that that's the way it should be in life, because well, I know differently, we we know differently. And it is the, the purpose piece for me, the way, the reason why I have this podcast is because so many people have had various pains. You, you spoke, you spoke about this, the challenges, the difficulties, but out of that has come a way forward and the creation of purpose in one way or another. And this is the thing. A lot of people say, I don't know what my purpose is. I can't find it. Well, you're not going to find it. You create it, you build it, you nurture it, you evolve it. It goes with you as you grow as a human being. And mm. what I love here about what you've been sharing is, and many people have shared is that you almost wouldn't change the experiences because then you wouldn't have found the gold that comes as a result of them. Yeah. And I think everyone has those experiences. Everyone has things going on that we just don't know about. So, yes, there's a real reassurance in that, I think, when we come to realise it. So share with us, Antoinette, your purpose or the way that you perceive purpose. Well, purpose is... Um, with with both my books, both my methodologies, it's at the heart of both of them, and and so people, I say that you know people with gravitas. There are all different types of people who have gravitas. There's it's like there is many versions of gravitas. As there might be people listening to this podcast right now, everyone has their own version. But the thing that does unite people who have gravitas is is they have that sense of purpose. So you could say purpose with a small p or purpose with a really, really big, profound p. So purpose with a small p might be actually knowing why you're in a meeting and what you want to get out of it. It, it, it always amazes me that, that people don't 
think about that. What's my objective and what's my outcome? So purpose with a small P or purpose with a really big, massive P. And, and those people who have that just emblazoned across them are those people who altruistically they've chosen a path to do that. But there's everything in between. So it, it's about being, being I, I think I was about to say it's about being clear. But like you said, we don't always need to be clear. I think what it is about right now, I'm thinking, is it's about being curious enough or inquisitive enough to wonder what it might be and trust that as long as you keep walking forward, you'll find your way. You know, you will. Everyone will. And, um, yeah, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional as I think about that, but it's like trust yourself. And, um, you know, when it's easy, when it's hard, just keep moving forward because you'll find your way. <laughs> What's going on right now? I'm thinking about all the people who who are touched by that word and the invitation to trust themselves and walk forward in all aspects of their life and be brave. And um, the impact that that can have, I'm just visualising, you know, a, a world full of people who are all in their own little way making steps forward, whether they're tiny little babies and they can't even crawl yet, you know, they're still choosing to move or, or a bee on a flower. You know, it's, it's, its wings are moving, it's choosing to move from one flower to another. You know, we're all connected, all of us, by this impetus to move there's a purpose behind it so to trust that it's there that's what I'm that's what's going on right now just that realization <laughs> it's a lovely one and it comes back to the beauty piece again because trusting that there is a beauty to your work the beauty to your your being and in whatever form that is, we 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 tend to use the word beauty in the sense of of aesthetically beautiful. But actually, for from my perspective, I, I see beauty as recognizing the beauty in ourselves for who we are. Mm, exactly. That's it. And it's you know all the embellishments, all the bells and whistles, all the you know qualifications that we might keep adding and adding more and more and more and more and more. Of course, they they have their worth and they have their value. They have their their purpose. But we connect with people because of something that we feel underneath all of that, don't we? You know, you you can meet someone and um, for some reason, from the moment you look at them, you have a connection. And and so it's beyond accoutrements. It's beyond words. It's something underneath. And that that's that's the beauty, I think. That's the place. And imagine if we all connected with one another like that. If we put to one side all the um niceties and the coulds and shoulds and woulds and you know, I don't, it's interesting because I talk about visibility, I talk about impact, I talk about all the things that you need to be going out there and saying about yourself to be recognized. And of course, I do believe that that's true, but it, it should be beyond that, really. It should be 
it should be we should all try and find a way of connecting you know at that human most simple level as well so going back to bubbling up what's bubbling right now after this conversation yeah I I think um so so I've got a collaboration with someone um bubbling up and and we we it's so weird you know sometimes you meet someone and it's like you think about all the things that you've got in common and all the things that 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 connect you we have this between me and this person and so I, I am thinking about I'm not going to write another book <laughs> she said not now anyway but um something around this around leadership and and how to go back to the source so I'm I'm bubbling up. I've got ideas bubbling up around that. Some sort of collaboration with this person, which will go into organisations and keep going with this amazing um, journey that we've begun already with this big leadership development program, and and something around again how how to make it practical and accessible. How how the benefit of doing it because I think there's a bit of a sales job. That, that needs to be done here around just showing up as yourself and taking a baby step forward. I can't see, I can't see HR leaders going, yeah, no, do that. Why not? So there needs to be a bit more of a kind of commercial element to it. Um, but at the same time, imagine, imagine how cool it would be if 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 leaders were to just draw on that. How much more fun it would be, how much more connection there would be, how much less divides between different generations. And you know, I think it's something we can all we can all relate to. It seems to me that the opportunity of reflection today has taken you from knowing that you're just about to finish this huge delivery of a collaboration. And thinking about, do I want to go back and independently work as an executive coach or do I want to carry on collaborating with others? Mm. Yeah. And, and is it, is it, is it gravitas? Is it, is it gravitas? And, you know, the, the gravitas side of things will never go, you know, and I'll, I'll keep running the programs and, and doing the keynotes and I keep banging that drum. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested. You know, I guess I've got another ten years before I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm ever gonna retire, but you know, I can't see myself just doing yoga and crochet and pottering around. That's just not my vibe. But I guess I've got another ten years before I want to go and do some other stuff. So it's like, okay, right, come on then. What am I gonna do with that? But in a gentle way, in a, with a different energy than the the drive that has got me to this point because I don't think the world needs that right now and has that been a push or a pull that drive Mm, the drive personally to 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 produce all of this stuff and get to where I am and all of those things more and more and more I think it has come from um what I'm recognizing is now in my past which is a need to prove I need to to have accoutrements that, you know, um, prove me. And um, for whatever reason, I feel like I've got to the point where I'm like, you know, this is it now. I I don't need to prove anything anymore. 
And that's that's a very nice feeling. Yeah. So more pulled by your values and, and pushed by your drive. So it's moving away from that old way of, of working. Mm. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Love that. So how would people get in touch with you, Antoinette, having heard how incredible you are to work with? What's the best way for them to reach out? <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Well, people can go to my website, which is AntoinetteDaleHenderson.com. If people are interested in my Gravitas program, I have an open course, which I run a couple of times a year, either a one-day Gravitas masterclass or a two-day Gravitas for Women course, which is amazing. And if people want to get hold of the books, there's Leading with Gravitas or Power Up, which is the smart woman's guide to unleashing her potential, which is, I guess is what we're all talking about here. A lot of what's been driving me here today. And so you can get hold of those on my website or any of the online bookstores. But if you just want to have a chat, then just drop me a line and um, follow me, Instagram, LinkedIn are probably the best places. So loads of places where people can find me and, and I'd love to connect at that level. Fantastic. Well, they'll all go in the show notes. Antoinette, what a wonderful conversation we've had today. Thank you for sharing what's been bubbling up, what's been coming up from underneath for you and talking about so many different areas. It's, I'm really looking forward to unpicking different threads of this golden thread that you shared in my separate reflections and actions at another point. So thank you for that. Have you got some final words, please? Thanks, Amy. Well, my final words would be to give yourself the space to go back to the source, to think about who you were when you were a small person, what you used to enjoy doing and the little realisations that you had and thoughts that you had when you were a small person and, 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 and go back to that and think, well, what's still current today from that person then? And then think about, well, what person am I becoming? What, who would I like to be? Is it more of just who I am already? But if not, then what, what might I want to release right now as I step forward? And then simply just start moving, baby steps, or massive strides but move towards it because the time is now for you. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.